The Pro Act know-how. And welcome to this uh, live webinar where today we're discussing the issue of remote working for expats. Uh, if you're considering a nomad lifestyle, uh, tax residence and domicile is relevant to what to what we're discussing. So how does how does that um, consider? So what we want to look at today is what do we mean by nomad and what is the tax impact of nomad, of being a nomad, and is it possible to achieve a 0% tax rate as a nomad? Uh, so let's look at those various different options. We've got a series that's run since Tax Independence Day on the 4th of July, over July and August. So what's the whole series at our YouTube channel? Uh, you can subscribe and listen to the Living and Working Board show at the YouTube channel for Project Partnership. Um, and, and, and look at, have a deep dive into what the different options are that, that you may have. And what, what you'll hear me repeatedly uh, try and focus down on are domicile and residence and citizenship and tax residence. They're not the same thing. They're all different things in law. So there's general international laws for residency uh, and uh, tax residency, but the different set of regimes. Each individual country can set its own rules and its own regulations for any individual or company that wants to invest or live or work abroad in that country. So um, with UK expats, there's a number uh, a, a, a very wide range of number, a lot of countries where you can, there's visa-free travel, but some countries still have visa, visa restrictions. And uh, not all countries can you go and live and work permanently. So for example, uh, <clears throat> expats can go and live and work in the Middle East, in the UAE uh, or Saudi Arabia, enjoy a very low tax environment. But if you haven't got a work visa, you can't work there. And if you have a job there, um, you may pay no taxes, but you have to have your residency and, and your spend there, So, you know, which is a choice, and that's not a bad choice. But if you finish that job, then you have to leave within 30 days. Now, other countries, including the Middle East, are beginning to look at pension options and retirement options and investment options where you have to buy real estate or you have to invest a, a, a lump sum in that country to, to again, give you residency um, <clears throat> so that that can work but it, again it's tying your residency to a particular place and uh, to get the residency to get the tax residency so you can have a residence you can own a property in half a dozen countries and you can live in that property for part of the year um, and be and have a resident permit in that, in that location. If you're uh, in the EU, you've got the Schengen zone to consider, but it gives you freedom of movement uh, to be resident within a certain degree, unless you're tax resident. Your citizenship is not your residency, so you can be a citizen of a country, and you can be resident of that country or resident of another, but it's not the same thing. To be tax resident, you need to be resident and then whatever the visa requirements are regarding citizenship, uh, in investment, uh, work, uh, uh, whatever the, the requirements are, 
the visa that can be issued to allow you then to take up a tax residency and be in the country for longer than 183 days a year. So, for example, um, uh, Indonesia is, is a location where nomads might choose to live and work and not pay any tax for six months in Indonesia, but you can only stay there for six months a year. They won't let you become tax resident. They won't let you form a company or a business in Indonesia. They've got um, options to change that in the future, but that, that is not enacted into law yet. So you can go and be there for less than six months a year, but that then raises other questions about where you are the rest of the year and what your circumstances are because everyone is domiciled under international law somewhere. So your domicile uh, of origin is, is uh, where your parents are from and where your permanent home is at the time of birth. So you can be born abroad as an expat and have a domicile in, in, in your parents' home country, uh, or you can grow up as an expat and, and acquire that domicile in, in your country in which you, you grow up when you become an adult, but it does take 18, 20 years before you can change your domicile. And your domicile is your default tax residence. So if you are not tax resident somewhere, your domicile it defines your, your tax regime. So for a nomad, uh, the nomad is looking for a zero tax regime uh, that, that is tax effective for them. But that creates this juxtaposition against um, being a nomad where you want to move around. So, yes, you can move around as long as you've got a tax resident somewhere. So let's just consider that a bit more. Um, if you want to be a nomad and work three months in, in, in four different countries in a year, um, you will not technically be a tax resident in any of those countries by residence in that year. But your domicile your, uh, of origin would be your default tax residency. So a UK expat uh, spending three months in Spain, three months in Cyprus, three months in, uh, in uh, Bali and, and three months in the USA would still pay tax in theory on their worldwide income in the in the UK, so for UK for an expat to leave their home country and become a, a tax resident in another country and lose that default tax status, there has to be a double taxation treaty agreement between the two countries. If there is no double taxation treaty, then you you can't become a non-resident. So, and th this applies to any any jurisdiction uh, it doesn't matter whether you're talking about Romania uh, Portugal uh, USA uh, you have to uh, have a double taxation treaty so under international uh, tax law there's draft OECD uh, double taxation treaties in place and there is uh, they are amended and adapted individually between different countries so your country of tax residence has to have a double taxation treaty with your country of domicile for you to become non-resident from your home country um, and, and, and pay taxes under the new regime. 
So the Middle East didn't always have that, but they have got that now. So you can be uh, a tax resident in Saudi Arabia, UAE, Dubai now. And because there's a double taxation treaty, you're not liable to worldwide tax uh, on, on that, that earnings. Um, but only because there's a double taxation treaty. If there isn't a double taxation treaty between the two countries, then tax relief cannot be granted. So they're, they're very, very important when you're considering your location about what you want to take. <clears throat> um, so being a nomad, going three months place to country to country to country uh, doesn't necessarily release you from your original tax residence. Um, you, you could um, not be um, known to your tax authorities, but let's consider how the taxman finds out. Since 2016, there's been exchange of information and, and the, the, the uh, IT methods of exchanging and understanding that information has progressively improved with jurisdictions. We've seen recently where um, the French government are even increasing the tax take by using a Google satellite imaging of properties over France to increase their tax take. Every bank account, every money transfer system, every investment, every pension, every social insurance scheme, every property, uh, every job that you own has got a as some sort of tax resident and that money is changing hands and that is a record. So every one cent of interest that you earn that is reported uh, to your home country or your country of tax residence. So when you are providing your address and your tax number to any bank, for example, then that, that information is exchanged. So if you're in Portugal, and your uh, tax number is for the UK and your residence is in France, Portugal will exchange through your bank account in Portugal uh, tax information with the UK and France because of the residence and the tax number. And this is the same all the way through. So you can't, it's anti-money laundering regulation. It's designed to stop big, um, uh, 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 corrupt activities uh, from people but it catches everybody in the system uh, tax is is a criminal activity tax avoidance uh, evasion is a criminal activity so if you're earning money and it's not declared for uh, tax purposes then you've got a potential liability uh, coming down the road that information is exchanged it's not necessarily being made aware of if you get an investigation, it can be tracked down and found out. And the problem that people had coming from places like the Middle East in the past was that they would return home. And then 10, 15 years later, 20 years later, they get the investigation and they get the retrospective tax bill for their expat tax status. And this is what nomads need to protect against. So with a, a remote working lifestyle, we feel that you still need to find a tax residence that works. That could be using a, a corporation, uh, your own personal service company, or it could be through your residence. Now, most countries, if you want a tax resident, 
you need a double taxation treaty. You also need accommodation in that country available to you for the whole year. Um, uh, and then you need to stay in that country, most countries, for, for six months of that year. But you still got six months when you can travel uh, elsewhere around the world. Um, and there are many jurisdictions there where you can enjoy a 0% tax rate uh, or be taxed on a remittance basis. So expats coming to the UK um, can choose a remittance basis if they're not domiciled to the UK an expat coming to the UK can choose a remittance basis of taxation. And for seven years, um, they, they, they would only pay tax on any income that's arising in the UK. Uh, an expat in Romania, if you're not Romanian, if you're from any other country in the world and you become a tax resident in, in Romania, you, you're only paying tax on your income that's arising in Romania. A similar situation with with Portugal as well. Um, if you're relocating with pensions, you can get flat rate taxes. But essentially, there are ways that you can spend six months in a country and avoid uh, tax on a remittance basis. Um, but you're still making that tax return. This is the important thing. You've got the double taxation treaty, and and you've got the tax returns. And you've got your tax residence, so everything's in place. So let's let's <clears throat> let's consider some of the other options. Um, within the Schengen zone, you can you can move around, um, but if you're not registered as a tax resident, even as an EU citizen, you're only allowed to spend ninety days in that EU country in in any um, six month period. You've got other countries which might have a visa restriction. We mentioned Indonesia earlier, where you can only get a six-month, 180-day uh, visa for the year, so you can never become a tax resident uh, to be in the country for for that for that time. Um, you do have some countries which have uh, exceptional circumstances. So, uh, Proact have got offices in the UK and Cyprus, and in, in our Cyprus office. We, we like that as an expat location, um, which could work for nomads in, in a couple of different ways. We've got a, nine, a 60 day rule. So you only have to be in the country for 60 days a year. Um, that would allow a nomad to spend nine to 10 months in, in another other countries around the world during that year. Um, but that also works for people that have got a contract. So you've got a contract work in Asia, um, uh, Central Asia, Africa, uh, anywhere around the world, apart from Cyprus, you can do your work for ten months and then have your two months in 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 Cyprus for your holiday time uh, or whatever. Um, the down that there are some catches to that is that your business has to be based in Cyprus, um, but if you if you need a corporation um, for your tax entity to enjoy low tax around the world, then the Cyprus Corporation has got a low corporation tax rate, 12.5%, um, not zero. Um, so you have to have that uh, employment base in Cyprus to do that 60 days. It doesn't mean that you'll pay a lot of tax. You can still have 0% on dividends. So you can have a, a low salary, paying no income tax, and a, um, 
uh, no uh, dividend tax. So you can be earning 200,000 a year, 300,000 a year without paying any tax uh, other than some social insurance and health taxes um, uh, based upon certain types of income. So that's something to look at uh, as far as Cyprus, if you want that flexibility of 10 year, 10 months a year, traveling and working in, in different locations. But then you get other bases, uh, as we mentioned earlier, you could consider remittance basis as, as a nomad. So if your tax residence was uh, the UK or Romania or Portugal or Cyprus, then again, if you, as long as you maintain a tax residence in that country and there's a double taxation treaty with your home country, um, then you're only going to get taxed on a remittance basis. So even if you're spending more than six months in that country, uh, you can get taxed on a remittance basis. So the rule with Cyprus, for example, is that as long as you're working uh, abroad, overseas, for more than 90 days in a year, uh, then you're only taxed on a remittance basis of what you bring into Cyprus. So a nomad can have a permanent base in Cyprus, spend up to um, nine months a year in Cyprus, is working elsewhere at least three months a year. Uh, and then only the money that's brought into Cyprus is taxed as income. So that can work very well and avoids the need for the, the business to be based in Cyprus in that, in, in that respect. You just, um, but e e each instance, um, it, you have to be tax resident there. So just to finish off um, the last section, let's just consider that. What's it mean to be uh, a tax resident? To get a tax residency, different countries have different rules. You might need a work for a visa. You might need to set up a business. You might need a corporation. You might need to be able to show a certain amount of income. But as long as, and within the EU, you've got a certain degree of freedom of movement, but there's still the income requirements that you need to maintain. But if you're um, uh, living and working abroad in certain countries, and you meet the criteria, there's a double taxation between you and your home country, uh, and you maintain a home for the whole year. And this is an important thing. <clears throat> what is the cost of living? What is the cost of maintaining that home? Is that what you want as a digital nomad to have a permanent base in one jurisdiction? Or how can you manage that to reduce that cost, make that cost effective? Um, but then it allows you to, to, to have that flexibility uh, of moving abroad, and, and, and traveling around the world uh, with your permanent tax residency location, which affords you to pay the minimum amount of tax that, that suits your needs. Different businesses, different income streams, different types of earnings work in different ways. It could be that a, a, a personal service company is, is the way for you to work, or it could be an, an individual tax basis can work using the remittance rules. Um, it could be that some countries you want to have the maximum flexibility uh, and that's a minimum of 60 days living in, in one country. Um, we could have that freedom of movement um, to manage your tax to your home country by, by, again, using a personal service company to limit the liability of tax that you're going to pay. Lots of different rules for lots of different people. Um, you can't avoid um, 
it catching up with you one day. If you want to build wealth from your uh, from your uh, being a digital nomad or being a nomad or, or living and working abroad and not have uh, a tax inspection somewhere down the line, then it's important to follow the rules and, and take the best advice and guidance that you can. Correct to offer that service. Um, to expats living and working abroad. For more information, contact us at ProactPartnership.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for Project Partnership Living and Working Abroad Show. You get more information and our retained clients have got exclusive access to information and, and guidance uh, uh, and advice online throughout the year. Uh, so you can join us and subscribe at ProactPartnership.co.uk. Thanks for listening and we'll see you again next time. The Proact Know-How. Brought to you by Proact.